When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. We are about to catch up with Ash. She has a brand new album out. It is called Ray. She has a lot to say, a lot of life to get into too. She's been on the show a couple times before, but this is the first time she's ever been on the show in person. I'm excited for her to be on the couch and in the studio, and I'm excited for you to be a part of it. And hey, today's interview, by the way, being delivered to you by GoPuff. GoPuff is my go-to delivery app. I'm obsessed, honestly. It's the world's best convenience store with thousands of items, from snacks to electronics to home stuff. Whatever you need, GoPuff has it. They'll get it to you real quick, too. Like, it's pretty impressive. I I love it. I go puff every day, at least once a day. It's not an addiction. It's just a way of life. What can I say? If you're looking to get something delivered, why not try GoPuff? I'll save you $10 off your first two orders. Just use the code ZAC10 when you're checking out. That is Zach with an H. 10, like the number 10. And you are checking out. Cool. Now here's Ash. You are so incredibly gifted. Whoa. Hey, beautiful human. <laughs> My name is Zach. That is Dan. And we welcome to the studio, Ash. Hi. Uh, oh my gosh. We have seen each other a few times in person, usually in like concert or like maybe a social situation, but we've never actually had an interview in person. And it's an honor to be included in such a monumental week like this one Yeah. as you release your sophomore album. Thanks. I'm so excited. Yeah, we ran into each other, I think, at a show, and that was the first time we had met in person. I remember seeing you and being flooded with, like, emotions I didn't expect to feel. Like, I didn't realize how much I, like, loved you in person. Like, you know when you run into someone and you're like, wow, I'm, I'm genuinely so grateful to finally... You. You're you're like giving me. I'm. I know that moment. It was at the Greek. It was in front of a ticket counter. I, re- yeah. I I remember it like it was happening yesterday. And you were going out on stage. You were gonna sing "Sleep While I Drive" oh, yeah. with Quinn. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite songs of all time. Weirdly, I don't know. Huh, I don't. Yeah, it's cool. on my list. It's I really shouldn't act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> there's been. Uh, there's so much to get into here. As we, there's an. Sophomore albums are scary. Mm. Mm-hmm. But for you, I think this is going to be life-changing. Mm. Whoa. Is that, like, and, and I say that only to say that, like, your first album, Ashlyn, which, why Ashlyn and not Ash? Why your real name over the artist name that you've embodied for so long? I think I just, I've always loved my real name, but... I liked the detachment that my artist name kind of gave me. It gave me a sort of distance, like a healthy distance between me and my career. And I felt like I sort of 
stripped away that healthy distance when I worked on Ashlyn. And so I wanted to give sort of light to to my real name and yeah. But do you great. start stripping away that 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 barrier between Ashlyn and Ash when you did that two part EP? Because mm-hmm. moral of the story yeah. yeah it changes your life, but couldn't be it's so not distant from your actual being. Is that yeah. fair to say? That I whole- think that's fair to say. Yeah. I definitely that was the beginning. Those like chapter one and two EPs was the beginning of me going like I'm only gonna choose to do music if I'm gonna be really vulnerable and honest. Cause why why do it then? You know, what's the point if you're not being that way but was it cool what drove you to create a distance in the first place i think just the way the world and i hate this word but society (laughs) you know (laughs) i hate that word but you know just the way it like it can feel it's like a pressure cooker and it's if you let it in then it can control the choices you make and i think i Maybe in the beginning, I just wasn't quite at a healthier, mature enough state to fully absorb all of that sort of pressure or like have good coping mechanisms to process all of it. So I think it just took me time. And I liked, I you know, there wasn't the E on the end of Ash was an homage to Carol King and with her putting the E on Carol. And and I, I yeah, I liked the simplicity of it and all that. But I think your honesty and the fact that there is no separation between Ash and Ashlyn is why you're about to have an incredible next few weeks and an incredible sophomore album. And I, I've seen Thanks, it like Nick. firsthand. Just being honest, my sister has been going through a lot of relationship stuff mm. and found your music as a way to get through it all. Oh my gosh. And I've heard this narrative from so many. There is a s- sort of honesty and beacon mm. type energy to the music that you put out there. Because I, I, they're again honest and vulnerable yeah. and real to a point where it's it has to be hard. Yes, sometimes. Mm. <sighs> well, I just breathed really heavily <laughs> into the microphone. No, it's you know it's so funny. Like I, I my sister was just here and we listened to all your music together, and I I literally oh watched gosh. somebody firsthand really feel with. Yeah, it. did you listen to the album? Yeah, a lot. Uh, okay. What we have. Uh, okay. S- uh, we were listening. What do we have? Five songs. I think we have half of it. Seven. Yeah. yeah okay. Like oh yeah, all of the singles I would yeah. put out. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a choice that I made. What's happening? <laughs> um, that's so nice. Tell your sister um, that I see her and all of her pain. That sucks. And or whatever she's going through, relationships or. But you, you know, you can't see someone without feeling that. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I have gone through some hard and unfortunate circumstances when it comes to relationships with romantic partners and then you know about me losing my brother and my relationship with that and you know delving into sort of being honest about that relationship and yeah I I only know how to be sort of you know strip it all back and honest because I don't see a point in doing it otherwise like I will quit I'll just quit I don't want like I don't want to do music if I'm not going to be that way I rather quit like if I if someone told me that like tomorrow I could write a song that I didn't like but it would be a pop hit and I would be world famous Taylor Swift level just take over 
but I didn't like the record and it wasn't honest, I would choose to not do it and I would become a banker. I don't know. I'm not a banker. I don't know what I would actually do. But none of it means anything. I'm going to die. Like I'm, I'm going to pass away in a few years, well, hopefully a long time from now. But like none of it matters. Like but, why not be honest? But doesn't sharing help? You, yeah. Your brother passing, you put a song for him on Ashland right i did yeah wasn't that the last song you ended up putting on the album yeah the very last song that was written because the album was pretty much done and then he died and then i was like the album's not done we have to write one more and you have this energy of at least at that time and i wonder if it still continues today of like tomorrow isn't guaranteed Mm -hmm. and you questioned even the idea or the opportunity to make a second album Mm mm-hmm yeah how do you do you take that energy into that creative process for what we're about to get in its entirety on Friday? Yeah, I mean that's an amazing way to put it. I there's just no like you said there's no guarantee that I get a tomorrow. There's I mean the album's coming out whether or not I live till Friday. <laughs> so, it is what it is now. The album's been made. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's this sense of, you know, such a finiteness of life that you might as well you know be really really um kind of wear your heart on your sleeve and say it all and pay the tributes to the people that you love so much and be honest because yeah i going into ray and making that album and i think i did say something like that like i don't know if i'll get this chance to make a second album so i'm going to be really real with this first one um but going into the process of ray i literally was like we're not going to listen to a single A&R. We're not going to listen to what anyone else thinks. And to be fair, I don't really have any A&Rs on my project anyways. <laughs> what would they do? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys. Um, I Yeah, there's just no point. But we were very, very like, we're just going to create whatever we want to make and be real. What is the... Do you set goals for this? I mean, obviously, real instruments is... And your voice is a huge through line to mm-hmm. the entire... From what I've heard, there's no prosthetic, synthetic bullshit on this thing. Prosthetic. <laughs> there's, there's nothing... No fakeness here, correct? No. Like, you're using real instruments. It's pretty organic. The whole album's pretty organic. There might be, like, a interesting little swoopy sound synth thing here and there, but no, we wanted to create it like a like a band sitting in a room, kind of really, really, like... Organic, I think is the best word. Yeah. So are you coming in with a story every session or are you jamming first and then going through the Rolodex in your head? Mostly stories. Yeah, because I wanted this to be a very storyteller album. I mean, as we started to chip away, and I've said this before in, in other interviews, but like the album's already there. So you're kind of just like, you're chipping away at everything that's not the album mm. and you're kind of uncovering what it is that it's already there you know so it's just my job to sort of like get to it and uh hopefully do it with integrity and do it in a way that i love um but yeah it was a lot of sitting down at a piano and bringing in my stories and sitting down the album being there uh, by the way we're live with ash here on amp call us if you want to join the conversation mm-hmm. we you know we're doing it and people doing can it call in yeah they can Cool. The future's now, sister. Wow. We're, I feel like we're living in like 2020 
2040 or something. That's that's the year. There's floating cars and fill the future. He's coming by. <laughs> I love that. Great show. Um, it, as it relates to, okay, mm-hmm. get let's do it. No, I, I I'm just like trying to fully understand because this album you're at a different phase of your life. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. last chapter, yes, Ashland's about your life and total honesty. Those first two EPs that connected were about your marriage that you were in. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the album just being there. So do you, by the album just being there, do you mean you just lived a bunch of life since Ashland and the start of Ray and you just need to mine away at it? Yeah, it's funny because I think a lot of people were like, damn, she's putting out this second record pretty quickly after the first. I think it's the right thing to do. It feels right. I mean, hey, I don't know. It might take me like five years to write the third one. <laughs> Who cares? I don't care. I, I have no timeline. We'll see. Sophomore's the scariest one. But I really did feel like this one just fell into place. I was eager to keep writing and I felt like I had lived like 10 lifetimes between the two records. I feel like a completely different human than I was when I released Ashlyn and when I was writing Ashlyn. And both records are honest. They're just honest to different snapshots of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're honest to different people and different versions of myself. And we all grow and evolve and blah, blah, cheesy. But um, I, with Ray, I was really, I was ready to sort of take a lot of layers off and I've never looked at myself as being sexy. And I was like, coming into a season where I believed that I was, not because I was wearing less clothes or lost weight or anything like that. I just finally found this sort of like inner confidence. I was like, whoa, you're hot, (laughs) you know? And not because of the way I looked, but the way I was feeling in my, my soul and my body. And I did not feel that way during Ashland and I think that's reflected in the things I was wearing and who I felt like I was but also what you were going through yeah I was completely I was still shielding myself from the world coming out of like an abusive relationship and well also being incredible like having so much success and new life being thrown your way simultaneously Oh my! The aftermath of moral. I mean, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. I just got goosebumps. I mean, that's a huge mm. song that they're going to play forever. Yeah, my 50-year reunion tour, I have to play that song. Uh, I mean, I have to. That's going to be your encore until you die. More of the story, baby. Except I don't believe in encores. You don't? No, I think they're so stupid. I think it's it's the most, like, ego-stroking, silly thing that music artists do. It was cool when rock stars would exit and then, like, no one knew if there might be an encore. And then... The, the crowd was so hyped up and cheered them on so much that they couldn't say no and they had to come back. Now it's like, people don't even cheer. <laughs> they like, just expect it. They just sit there <laughs> and no one leaves when it's uh, the last song. No one leaves. And then they're like, oh, yay, she's back. Are they back? Yay. And I just think, I don't do it. I don't think it's very, I think it's silly. In fact, like I have a show coming up at the Troubadour and everyone was like are you going to do an encore this time because you might do you know a couple little things at the end and i was like no i'm not leaving stage sick we'll stand there we'll we'll hug we'll bow and then i'll say 
okay, let's keep going. I don't want to, yeah, anyways, that was a tangent. No, but no, I, I think this is something like, in order for the encore to have meaning again, all musicians must band together and abolish it. We should abolish encores. Let's all but, stick together. But but then in like five years time, when people get used to not getting them anymore, you slowly start reintroducing it, building hype again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like in 10 years when I do my first encore. Yes. Think about how magical that'll feel. Yeah, because I've gotten 10 years and I haven't seen a single encore. I yeah. get everything in one set. I, I am fed be, in one course. I think it would be really, really cool. Also, haven't you had enough praise the whole show? Amen. The whole show, people are screaming <laughs> your name and cheering for you after every song. Like, you really have to exit. You've had enough. Like, how long does it take a sip of water? Like, do you really need the break? I'm so, wow. I feel really passionate about this, I guess. I see. Anyways, so. One of your causes, add it to your list. Yeah, put it on my tab. So, what well, question, when you go to a show, do you stay for the encore? Well, it depends on who it is. I roll my eyes when they <laughs> when they do their encore, even if it's a friend. I'm like, oh, but it's also it's not even their fault. It's in, it's industry standard. It's everyone yeah. assumes when you're making when an artist is making a set list, you get to the end and then you go, okay, what are my encore songs? Mm-hmm. Like it's not a, even a discussion. People just do it, and I don't. I think it's stupid, so I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like I'm wondering if my stance on this is egotistical, and I'm f- trying to find something that, and I'm trying to fight against ego. But is me stand? Anyways. No, I think you're really unpacking it too deeply. But, yeah, uh, but you know what? <laughs> I'm overanalyzing. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. do the show that you want to do, and that's all that matters. Yeah, you know what? Every do what you want to do. And, if you love encores, do encores. No, but but honestly, thank you. I don't like the emotional stress I get from an encore. Like I really want to leave usually. So yeah, I want to go. Yeah, just give it to me all in one course, uh, please. Don't divide. <laughs> yeah, there's something to this change <laughs> of you as a human being and this growth that I think is kept in. Hope you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Is mm. that like an intense realization to come to that you wish the person who hurt you mm. is being hurt? <laughs> it's so mean. I mean, yeah. And listen, I don't feel that way all the time, but I do sometimes. And it was important for me to allow my, give myself permission to be to be the bad guy, to be the villain, to not always be the mature one. And I I love Moral of a Story and I am so proud of that record, but it's very mature. It's very grateful this happened, not grateful for some things, but some mistakes get made and that's all right. And I stand by that and yeah. it's yes and. You can be hurt and still have made mistakes to get you into that situation. Yeah. Yeah, and you have no idea how good it feels when you're on stage singing with a bunch, thousands of people singing, I hope you're not happy ever again. It's aggressive and it's awesome. But what changes in life? Like, do you, like, what opens your eyes to this? To get there? Yeah. Mm. I think like we were saying, like, there's a level of confidence that you reach. I think the same confidence that got me to feeling sexier and prouder of myself and less uh censoring of my words my filter i don't have a great filter <laughs> anymore good and i think a good that's way that's also 30 by the way 
it's like what? maturity you're aren't you you're oh my almost gosh 30, right? almost yeah. yeah and it's i was like what do you mean <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no i know i'm up 29 too it's really frightening 100 yeah i'm actually okay with it i'm ready to be 30 i think the, my 30s are going to be like the best years of my life i i love being 30 it's great One million percent yeah I, I, I give me that energy and I think inject it right here yeah <laughs> right in my veins <laughs> buddy i think honestly I, they really will be and i think we're so much wiser now i know i'm so much wiser but, for but, sure but again you can learn and still hold a grudge or feel anger for someone who's caused you pain and you can still move on and still have waves of those feelings too yeah and part of letting the grudge go is maybe writing the song Fuck you yeah. know just kind of process it show that you're angry i think similarly you know going to angry woman i always grew up feeling like anger was a dangerous emotion like a lot of people do a lot of women do yeah. um and like anger like metastasized into holes in the wall or you know abuse and so anger itself like the idea of it felt like a very scary dangerous thing and then you grow up and you get older and you start to realize, well, that's not, there's actually something is like, that's really healthy to anger and feeling those emotions. So yeah, I hope you're not happy is kind of expressing that too. Did you bottle up your anger? As oh a- yeah. Well, I'm also a Taurus, which is, sorry, not to be all like star signs and stuff, but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Like like the bull that grazes and then charges. Yes. I'm that. That's my personality anyways. But yeah, you bottle it all up. I tend to do that even in my most healthy states. I just had a, <laughs> I just had a nervous breakdown the other day. Uh, like I'll be fine. I'm fine. I'm doing well. I'm handling the pressure. I'm handling the anxiety well. I journal every morning. I put a lot of great coping mechanisms into place to keep me healthy. And I'll still you know maybe once a month have that like like on sunday night or sunday i was like in pieces just couldn't get up crying over anxiety fear uh stress over feeling overwhelmed just overwhelmed by the whole all of it the does sometimes it feel like it's out of reach or just drowning just drowning just there's so much and then i'll wake up the next morning after a good night's sleep and breathe and i'll go okay it's not it's not too much when you take it one day at a time one day at a time i can do all day long but nobody does that but no i literally the breakdown i looked at my phone and i looked at my calendar and i just i was sitting at breakfast with my boyfriend and i looked at it and i just looked at him and i fell into pieces and he was like what's happening <laughs> you know what you know what do i do and i just was like i can't look at my whole i can't look at the big picture right now because i'll i will crumble so i, I think it's mostly feeling a lot of pressure and being overwhelmed by a lot of it so but at the end of the day those things are in your control and mm-hmm. taking it day by day helps but if you need to cancel things or rearrange things 100 percent. never be you are priority yeah. Mental health is number one, and yeah. the music's going to do what it's going to do no matter what. Yeah, I think there's a balance, right? Because I've canceled things. I've canceled things even this week that I was like, this is too, there's too much going on, y'all. Yeah. Um, and no one else can set my boundaries for me. That's my job. That's not someone else to be like, I think you're taking on too much. Like, 
No, they're they going to keep piling no. until they f- see a crack. Yeah, exactly. Or they if they see the meltdown, which they're <laughs> not going to see usually. But I think also there are consequences to disappearing the week of your release. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like... <laughs> there's a, there is a balance. There's yes. also like, yeah, I'm not trapped in my life. No. I can make whatever choice I want to, but there are consequences to every choice. And so I recognized looking at my calendar, I was like, there's a lot of things here that if I just let go of, things aren't going to go quite as well for me, you know? So I'm like, yeah, suck it up and do some stuff. But just being, I'm a human. Sometimes it's a lot and I cry. And And that's that's okay. It's okay to cry. It's a release. It's great that you're human. I don't think we'd be here if you weren't. Yeah, beautiful human. (laughs) I'm a beautiful human. You are. (laughs) You're a beautiful human. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's so nice to be with you. (laughs) Really, thank you for sharing your energy right now. You're welcome. You're on my way. I just start crying on the couch. (laughs) Don't put it past me. Where's the tissue box? Oh, we we Um, probably... There's something over here down there. Okay, good. Keep it on standby. Sadness, like that clown face you put on. Mm -hmm. That's something. (laughs) <laughs> it, uh-huh. have you seen it yeah i was watching it earlier on my way it's aggressive isn't it but is it also trying yeah. to channel sexy like is that what we're trying to is, is on my way fueled by no mm. you think the clown makeup sexy no i think there's <laughs> i think there's like a di- dichotomy there i want to know what you think but i will i'll delve into it with you i i i mean when i even the artwork for it is a sexy you with a clown face on and mm-hmm. OMW is very much like booty call-esque energy. You know what I mean? I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I'm trying to connect some dots here. Yeah, there's some dots there. Can you be sexy and sad at the same time? <laughs> I think, yeah, mostly. <laughs> is there any <laughs> Is there any woman who feels sexy and <laughs> no, I mean, I... <laughs> Anyone, really. Right? They're yeah. they're like intertwined. <laughs> you, can't, you can't separate the two. That's so funny. Why did I not think about that actually? The you know, the clown is like this imagery of us putting on another face to get by. Mm. To the whole like the the like top of the premise of the video is I'm this washed up pop star who has to become a clown for kids parties to pay her trailer park rent because she once was famous and successful and beautiful and now she's drunk and has a hard time getting out of bed and has to be a clown. Is that your worst fear? Mm, I mean, I'm not going to live in a trailer park. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with living in a trailer park, but I just don't. There's something deeper attached there. Yeah, there's a fear. There's a fear that as much as the world will tell you that they love you, you feel like this weight of love pour over you. But from moral of the story, getting to experience that, there was this reality that I was so in tune to that like, this full weight wave of love being thrown at me could equally switch at any moment. And that full wave hitting me could be the opposite. And again, we were joking about this before we were on camera, but I'm not particularly problematic. I don't think I'm going to get canceled. I, I genuinely try to be a very loving, gracious, kind human. So if that ever, if there ever is a thing where 
we're borderline on cancel territory. I think I can even handle that really well. It's more the people will just decide that you're no longer enough. Yeah. One day they make up their minds and they think you're enough and they think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And the next day you're not. And I think my whole career so far is me trying to get to a place where I'm okay with the love or the hate. Like I'm me and this, that's all that matters at the end of the day, whether there's an outpouring of love or there's the opposite. I don't know. I'm kind of going on a tangent here. No, no, no. But this is, you hand them that power by, by putting things out into the public mm-hmm. and allowing that to do what it does. And it is really yeah. frightening. I think I've actually tour was a real blessing because at the beginning of tour, when I would first, the intro would play and it would feel really epic and crazy. And then I'd walk out on the stage and the stage would go black. There would be one light on me and silence. And then the whole crowd would just cheer. And it felt like, like a tsunami of just, like adoration that I felt like no one person should handle, like no one should ever feel. And like thinking about what all these artists have felt over the years from from Carol King to, to Billie Eilish now and like yeah. what she feels. I was like, this is so unhealthy. Like I was like, I was making my fans wrong for loving me so much in that first couple of weeks of tour. And I, it was really unhealthy. And then about halfway through that tour, it was like maybe three weeks in, I was like, let them love whatever version of you they have fallen in love with. And then let her be on stage for them, whoever that is. And then you know who's like, you know who the human being is on the inside. And once I kind of got to that place, I was like, bring it on, yeah. you know, because that's their expression. Like, how dare I make them wrong for sharing all this love and, you know, whatever outpouring of all this positive, because that's what it was, it was positivity. I just couldn't handle it. I was taking it too personal, almost. Whoa, I'm going so deep No, I know. But, yeah. When you feel it like that, it is, it's palpable, it's tangible. It's it's a physical, it's more than just seeing comments or likes on something. It's oh. a different sort of rush that I understand why you would take it personal because it's powerful. Like yeah. there's there is a real power behind what music can one music brings people together and then what music does to people when we're all in the same space yeah. is like hard to measure, honestly. Well, yeah, if everything's energy like the amount of energy that's built up in, in one room in a show, all these human beings, it's like, yeah, this is why artists you like end up becoming alcoholics and drug addicts if they don't have healthy, if they don't have a healthy relationship with them, their fan base, and how to process the whole thing. Like, duh, what? Of course, mm-hmm. people have mental breakdowns. When you talk about everybody having a different version of you and them falling in love with that version, Mm -hmm. how do you allow people to have that version while keeping true to yourself and knowing who you are? I think I just, at some point, recognized my powerlessness. It's not out of your control. It's not my, yeah. Totally. Yeah. 
but that only comes with maturity. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I battle, I've battled with that for many, many moons where like people, yeah. you can't, it, people are going to come up with their own version of who you are to them and what you've given to them through their relationship with you that you have no control over because you just put shit out and it just goes where it goes. Even your relationship with your parents, yeah. your relationship with your best friend, your lover, your whoever, even the ple- like there's maybe this this broader scale of your fan base and, and all the people that adore you that watch your show. And then you take a personal relationship like your you same know, thing. Yeah, same like, thing. My mom loves me, and maybe she is way more in tune with who I really am. But she still loves a version of me that I, is not fully me. Yeah, she can't. Totally. She can't be in my body. I'm still learning about me, you know, and trying to fall in love with her every day and get to know her better. So, yeah, the powerlessness is very. Once you accept it. It's uh, it's freeing. It's liberating. This whole—that's what this whole album is. It's very liberating. I think. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Why is it called Ray? Well, it's my middle name. <laughs> First. <laughs> so eventually are you going to run out of names? You go Wilson next? I just got to get married and then I'll <laughs> well, use been... that name. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, the the mystery is pretty much over. My third album will very likely be Wilson. Like, <laughs> I mean, I could throw a curveball and be like, death of a storyteller. I don't know, like, it could be some crazy, like, curveball. But, um, I don't know, everyone knew that Adele's album was going to be 21 after, like, we knew what she was doing. So, maybe it's fine. Um, I love that it's my middle name. Again, snapshots, like, Ashlyn is my name but so is ray they're different they're different pieces of me maybe different versions they don't sound alike but they're both me and so yeah i just loved it also gave me a lot of freedom there wasn't this isn't a concept album the concept is me trying to figure out what the fuck i'm doing on the planet but we you know we, we, we've grown we've moved on a little bit from Sorry, heartbreak it's okay you can curse, you can curse. okay are you writing about your new relationship on this album on Ray? Yeah. Well, I finished it before I got into this ah, new one. So. Good. Inspiration I, for the next. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Sick. I'm like, and I don't write love songs. It's not always been my forte. There's one love song on this album, and I fought to not write it, what? <laughs> I, which is kind of interesting. Where'd it come from? We were at Big Bear. Five songs on this album were written in big bear in the mountains we just like took me and my favorite writers that are just also my best friends and um we went to the mountains and we shut the world out and it was very sort of back to basics it felt very like the old school way of kind of sitting down and making an album but on the very it was the very last morning before we all left um the song's called love you need um and everyone was like we have to write a love song there's no love song on the album and i was like i don't want to sing about love i was very like i don't care i'm i wasn't in 
a place uh you know god love who i was with but i i just wasn't in that place and so i it's the one song that i actually really fought writing and and then my noah conrad was playing this really beautiful very carol king-esque piano part and i just melted and i was like okay i succumb let's give it a try and it's it's my favorite song on the album actually why oh it's just uh did you manifest i think it's really beautiful i did because now every time i listen to it i yeah i think of john your boyfriend yeah i'm so don't get married again. No, I'm kidding. Don't get married again. <laughs> Maybe one day. I never thought I would get married again. I'm definitely have not ever been in a place where I thought that would be possible again. But no, that maybe. shit was gnarly. Yeah. Are you married? No. Did no, I know this? No, no. But I, uh, I remember when you were still going through it when moral of the story was happening. No. I yeah, it was. I think the divorce maybe had just finalized. Yeah, it was like still fucking ripe. Yeah, but my sister is going through that whole thing, which is exactly why she feels so understood. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that she feels. I mean, I'm glad that she feels understood. <laughs> I, hate I hate that she knows. That's it's rough. yeah. Have you ever felt this way? The same way you feel about John? That's his name. His name's John Canada. His Canada. last name's Canada. I know. Doesn't it? My mom goes. That's a superstar's name. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of is. He's in a band too, so it's the whole thing. Oh, sick. Yeah. Have Sorry. Ever, what? Have you ever? Did you just, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, huh? I, I'm on weed. Let's talk about it. Have you ever felt this way about someone, or is this feeling just completely different when you're with him, compared to your past relationships? Oh, it's the craziest, newest thing I've ever. It's also we met at 29. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, he's he's almost exactly the same age as me. He's um, April 22, 1993. I'm April 24, 1993. So, like, it's nice to, you know, be with someone who's completely your age. Um, but, no, I never had experienced anything like this before. And I'm, yeah, I didn't really know. I was very jaded about, I was like, love is... Um, cooked up in fairy tales and movies and, and I just was like it's such a farce that the world is selling us on or capitalism's trying to make money off of and then I fell for him and I was like mm-hmm. oh shoot but different than the last guy none of the same feelings different different yeah yeah sorry no that's a better understanding of love right you actually know what love is yeah I also think I was coming out of, you know, my divorce was very, very toxic and, or that marriage was so toxic that like the relationship I went into after that was, uh, deeply loving and friendship and in a lot of safety and comfort. Um, and that's exactly what I needed and I think he needed too. And so that's, it served a different purpose almost. So you manifest the love you have today in love you need yeah what do we do with love is letting go does that bring anything new into our life outside of a Mm. stronger friendship with diane keaton oh my gosh isn't that so stupid the whole thing's crazy she also followed me on instagram like the whole thing is wild she did well she also unfollowed me (laughs) oh but that's the tea well we 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 followed she followed me for a while i wonder why she unfollowed you i don't i don't want to know i'm gonna ask i'm gonna vomit (laughs) i bet she will i bet it was like 
her assistant or something. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the most insane thing. Well, Love is Letting Go is completely, that's about my brother. Um, and, you know, the first two lyrics are, there you fly soaring in the dark of the night, you touch down to be mine for a little while. And it's kind of like, you know, back to the the finiteness of life and how short it is and that we get people maybe you can claim them as yours for a little bit of time but they're always gone at some point um and so writing that song was really like a therapy to loving my brother and also being able to let that go so yeah do you write that on your own or do you write it with other people i wrote that with leroy clampett what a name uh who is the executive producer on the album and steph jones who is the most incredible songwriter of all time she wrote angry woman with me and a couple other records on the album and on my way which is the single that's out today uh, ah, I just panic um and uh and noah conrad he's playing trumpet on the record but steph um, also lost someone very close to her right around the same time as I lost my brother. And so we started to write the chorus, actually. Didn't know what we were writing about. Again, kind of chipping away. Like, the song's there, but we're not sure what it is yet. And then we wrote those first two lyrics, and her and I both just, like, looked at each other and sobbed, and she was writing it about her person, and I was writing it about Ryan. Like, we suddenly knew, and it just kind of fell out. That's art, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of... T- I cry a lot. I cry a lot. And that's okay. Yeah, I'm better at it now. I'm better at better crying. At <laughs> I just don't... Um, I think growing up, similar to the anger emotion, any deeply felt emotion can be dangerous. Um, or a sign of weakness. Totally. Like crying, very much a sign of weakness. And I've just... I've let that go a bit. Yes, it's not. It's actually a sign of being in tune with yourself. Is that what it is? I think so. I mean, understanding what you need to get through something. And why would you fight off something like, why, why would you fight off a smile or fight off, fighting right. off a smile is or the same thing as fighting off tears. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's good. I don't know that I've thought about it like that. Well. You're welcome. You're so wise. How old are you? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you about to be 30? Yeah. Uh, Literally. And uh, May 2nd, I'm also a Taurus. <gasps> 1993. That makes me so happy. We are same wavelength. Really? It's weird. Wait, that's really cool. You can feel that energy with another mm. Taurus. I knew that. See, maybe that was something else that was like under the surface when I ran into you in person the first time. When, when you see another bull, you understand. <laughs> We charge. How do we meet Diane Keaton? Like, I know you probably recounted this fucking story a thousand times. No, okay, 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 don't tell me the story. How do you get her on a record? Like, that's what's confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's never put out a song before, right? Like, an mm-hmm. actual recording? Mm-hmm. No. That's incri- she, she's sung in some of her movies, yeah. And that's kind of like, I knew she was a great singer from that. Iconic. Iconic. She posted on Instagram a video of her singing, and I reposted it, but did not tag her. Did not on purpose because whenever I do tag her she sees it and so I didn't want to be a force or a just like I didn't want to be gross about it so I I reposted it and just said sing with me Diane did not tag her (laughs) 
<laughs> and sure enough, like someone that works with her, who's very close to her, reaches out to her about it and she's they're like what do you think about this idea and she's like i love it i would love to do a duet with her and um and so i was on the phone <laughs> i was on, on the phone with her literally like two days after that post and um yeah just was like and of all songs i was like do you want to do this record that you know i knew she had she had lost her brother and had a very similar relationship with her brother as i did with mine um so do you just send her the one or do you send her a couple? I just sent her that one. I was like, this or bust. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was probably kind of ballsy of me. Yeah. I don't know. There, It was but, also like, what is she going to sing on another man's jeans? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she, Diane Keen's all, I can be the girl in a... No, not the vibe. Great so. song, by the way. Very sexy. Thank you. It is. It's a sexy one. Also, that is the coolest feature a person could ever have. No, no, you know, that's... Yeah, hands down. That. I also love how just, like, off-center and out of nowhere it was because, <laughs> like, she's an actress. She's 76, you know? Like, people definitely, when they were speculating, you know, they no one guessed, like, it would it was going to be her. But again, I think it, got, it goes back to, like... Awesome. Why do anything if it's not for you first and like it's not for your soul? Like if some A and R came to me and was like, I know what's gonna get you, you're gonna be a real hit star one day if you do a song with Diane Keaton. Listen, love her, she's not the key. You know? <laughs> she's not the key. Putting out a song with Diane Keaton's not gonna make me famous. Love her, but it's like that's just not, you know, if I put out a song with Taylor Swift, that might get me somewhere. Yeah. You know, that it's just, it's different. We all, we're looking at each other. We know, well, you know what I'm saying. Um, but I was like, there's no point in doing any of this if it's not bringing fulfillment and joy to me first. Because if it's not, I'm going to quit. That's it. I'll quit. But it's you, as simple as that. But what do you do if you quit? Have you thought of that? I don't know. <laughs> Shoot. Turns into a clown. Yeah, uh, for kids' parties. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a really bad clown, though, and I stab cakes and... Oh. Yeah, the I end see. of the music video is pretty aggressive. Yeah, you have like a Har Halloween. Harley Quinn, Joker-type laugh when you're driving away. It's very maniacal. Yeah. It's like, you can't get the best of me, world. <laughs> <laughs> That's the laugh at the end. It's like, you can try. When there's like I sugar blood all over my face. I loved your hair. <laughs> Thank you. The hair was sick. Thanks. Yeah, it was really nice. The little perm Yeah, action. teased up. Yeah. Gave me trailer park. But I thought it was hot. Thank you. Was you you I thought think it was hot? Are you wearing the same shirt? The yellow one? I am. Yeah, I thought so. I know. I thought I'd do a little homage. But the thing <laughs> is, it's really hard to get on and off. So, you like, this morning I was in my room, like, contorting myself to get into it. Oh, thank you for, for that. Is this for before, giving us pain for this <laughs> treat. Is this before or after you locked yourself out? Oh, I forgot you, that I locked myself out. You Someone do? pays attention to my Instagram story. You locked yourself out? I locked out? myself out of my house this morning because I was so excited um, just about the song. Release days are really uh, a lot for me. Um, like, <laughs> energetically, I'm just a little bit of like, I'll start out strong and then about a couple hours into the release day, I'll start like really falling apart. And I like went to my car to get something and I'm not even thinking about it. Usually when I leave my door, I lock it and then I 
I went to get back in my house and it was locked and I was like, you idiot. And then I took an Instagram story of it because why not? What else are you going to do? I'm like, hey, everybody, <laughs> on my way's out right now, stream on my way. But then I'm like leaning against my locked door. I got in. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got in in the end. But. Without having to pay for like a locksmith? No, I had a, I had, I, I oh, you jimmied. I got a spare. Sick. Somewhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're that person who has in a rock? <laughs> no. Yeah, just give my secrets away. There's like a locked laundry room somewhere, like a keypad thing, and I oh. have one in there. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, on release day, are you the type of person that's like refreshing every two seconds, reading what people are saying, and you kind of put your phone down and walk away? No. Put my phone down and walk away. Yeah, I guess it'll drive yourself crazy. Oh my gosh. My favorite thing to do is look at the spotify streaming numbers right when the song comes out oh, and it has like four unhealthy. streams or like <laughs> th this morning i lit i think if you saw my instagram story i screenshot it and was like all time streams zero because it was like right at 9 a.m when the song came out and i just found that so hilarious like thank you so much for one million stream zero streams <laughs> thank you um yeah, I don't do any of that. I try to stay pretty far away from the comments. And But you control your own release, right? Like, you're releasing on a Wednesday. You've released a bunch of singles so far. The album comes out Friday. Mm -hmm. Are you the person who dictates all this? Because it's up to you? Yeah, I mean, it's a team effort, for sure. You know, I have accepted that there's a lot of people on my team that, you know, are going to know better than me on some, you know, like release strategy blah 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 like they don't come near the music and i let them kind of help me yeah. come up with a plan i hindsight and on the next album i will not release this many singles i think and not not necessarily that it was a mistake or a misstep i just now have having done it and being through it for my own mental health it was too much because like I'm saying kind of describing to you who I am on a release day it's too many <laughs> tap it, the album it's too many and also like supply and demand you're giving them too much supply like I there's a some sort of like wizardry healthy balance in there and I don't know that I found it yet because I don't think we we maybe put out four single three or four singles before Ashlyn so maybe that was better. I don't know. I don't have the answer, but... You'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, there's no right or wrong to this business, you know, but yeah. I'm learning as I go. I had a question. I just lost it. I never lose questions that are sitting in my head. Oh, no. Is it because I'm so pretty? No, that I was distracted by your beauty. <laughs> no. You're distracted by my pretty? <laughs> he laughed at me. <laughs> no, no, you're beautiful. I'm just... <laughs> you mean it? I do. I'm blushing. By the way, call us if you want to talk. Ash is here in studio. Zach Sang Show live on AMP. Another Man's Jeans. This is a co the question. Do you write that song only after wearing John's jeans for the first time? <laughs> well, again, I wrote this album before, before I met him. So I can't so wait for the Wilson jeans. questions. <laughs> um, no, I was, uh, I was just feeling very like, okay, stepping into that confidence. I was like, shape up. Like, know what you have yes, or I'm going to see myself out. So what do you do? Like, once you have that confidence, do you date? Do you do, like, are you doing booty calls? Well, not 
now. No, before, before, before you had a boyfriend. Oh no, I was, I was in the really, I was in a relationship when I wrote the song. <laughs> With somebody else. Yeah, I just sort of was like. I a also was not an energy that I had played with before in songwriting, so it was kind of like just like testing the waters a bit. Mm. Um, but it, with a lot of the songs on this album, it was kind of like I was manifesting this new era, because suddenly I found myself in a situation where I was leaving someone and stepping into a relationship with somebody else. You know, it's like it, I I wasn't even ready in my brain to step into this new era but it's like my body and the music was i get it and so it kind of like you informed. followed yeah weirdly are you the type of person who hates being single yes what's the when's the, how long have you gone being love, single in your life i love relationships yeah well there's either two types of tourists in this world <laughs> and you either thrive <laughs> being alone and not having a soul commitment person or you cannot be single for the life of you mm. and you cannot be single for the life of that you. was john that, he, I'm his first relationship. That's, He's 29. I am yeah. one side of the tour spectrum and my sister is the other. Wow. Oh my God. My sister's a serial dater. It's disgusting. No yeah. no offense. I mean, disgusting. How many, okay, just what's the longest amount of time you've gone being single? I think a year. That's how long ago? That was in college. <laughs> <laughs> Does it count? Does it actually count if you're in college because you're like a child? I gotta take a laugh. You're like, it was eighth grade. I was single for a year in eighth Middle grade. <laughs> I, I love really, I think relationship is one of the best things on the planet. I think it's wonderful. But how do you know when the love is right? Well, it depends on the season. Like, for instance, <laughs> my last relationship was right. Like, it wasn't right forever but it was right for the moment but for i have it right for right now it's like it's gonna serve whatever purpose it's supposed to serve you and your soul in that little bit of time that you have them i know you're wanting to laugh at me no so no bad. i think it's I, I do get it i do get it it's true though it's you know i i had been treated really horribly by a man and then got into a relationship with someone who adored me and treated me you know with all this respect and love and kindness and safety and he taught me a lot of how i wanted to mm. be treated um just because we weren't we were you know I, f I feel like we were always meant to be best friends but maybe not you know forever lovers like that just wasn't the peace that was there and but i needed to be in that relationship to get to this point and to be the human I am today. That's just me. I totally get I it. It was a transitional relationship. Yeah. That, that made you understand what love could be. And I, lo I totally love... I love... I love love. <laughs> who doesn't love love? But yeah, for somebody who fights writing love songs, to love love as much as you do. Well, it's funny because now I'm not. And now like I'm mm. finally kind of like experiencing that and like testing the waters with writing love songs and they're some of my favorite songs I've ever written. And you can get a taste for the first ever love song written by Ash <laughs> on Ray. Listen to it on Amazon Music. The album comes out on Friday, which is huge. My gosh. Uh, what are you thinking? Um, we haven't got to heard San Jose, but what's that song about? 
San Jose is on fire, honey. It's like a super... Dan dancing was very uncomfortable to me. Well, we were dancing together. Everyone was kind you were of dancing. No, you were dead. No, you were the you were the only one. That's right. why I was while I was singing. I, my eyes were closed. So thank God. <laughs> thank God. Um, I, San Jose is the city I grew up in, and so San Jose is me. Is mm. essentially who I'm talking about, and it's just about being turned on and wanting to have sex. Okay, that's basically the song. And it's the first get... first time that I've written about that, and it it directly informed another man's jeans. It was right. I wrote that song maybe a week before another man's jeans was written. What What about your hometown makes you want to do it? No, it's not. Yeah, I'm just what... like <laughs> I'm identifying myself as San Jose. Like I am San Jose. You the are the Cupertino adjacent <laughs> like, sector of California, Bay Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's stupid. I should. It just sounded cool. <laughs> Literally, sometimes lyrics are as stupid as it sounded nice. Um, yeah. So you say San Jose is on fire. Is that the one lyric you just gave us? San Jose is on fire. So you are on fire. Because mm-hmm. you're San Jose. Because I am San Jose. And you and are I sexy, am steamy, and fiery. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, listen, it makes sense. Yeah, it's just like it's as simple as like just being turned on, and yeah. It's like there's this lyric that's like, oh, what a shame if we don't get to the hotel. Like, I just had fun. Is that It's a B-side. You know what a B-side is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, deep album cut. Yeah. <laughs> but is it ripped from reality? Have we had... What do you mean? Have, is that song, like, are you writing from what has happened in life? Wasn't <laughs> trying to ask the question. Like, have you not waited until you got back to the hotel? Oh, gosh. Um, only a couple times, but... <laughs> I... Okay. I that's enough, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah. Once <laughs> I've never done the Mile High Club thing. That that mm. scares. I would never. It's very, very small in there. Well, again, okay, fellow Taurus. I am a like. If there's a no trespass sign, I don't go past that sign. Like yeah, I'm, listen. I'm a rule follower. Again, non problematic. So like. The idea of like having sex in public or something. I barely want to do it in private. It's <laughs> <laughs> enough for I me to barely bear. want to do it in private. <laughs> oh my god! Well, Why would I curse people? I just like yeah. Some like the interview question was like, "What's the craziest place you've ever had sex?" I'm like, my bedroom. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm trying to think of a place, but. Like a green room? I actually don't think I've ever had sex. Maybe you're room. manifesting something in this song, so. Mm. Strap in. Strap, Strap in. in. <laughs> no. I'm, it's a little risque for me. Listen to Ray. How did we get here? Like, we started I, out, we went from, like, really deep and emotional to borderline tears to, like, where do you have sex in public? This is why you should come to the studio. <laughs> It's it's different in person. You this know? is so much better, mm-hmm. honestly. It's so nice to be with you guys again. Back to energy, like we were talking about in a show, like and being with real human beings. Like it's just, I feel like I can like feel that this is going to sound stupid. The heat off your body. No, it's true. <laughs> but like I can't. The energy in the room is it's, different. Nah, and and you know you did the show like four times over Zoom. <laughs> That's a lot of Zoom appearances on our show. I know. And think about all the other Zooms I did with random other people. Holy shit. That, especially in that era of moral, was just like over too much. A whirlwind. Yeah, I won't do that again. Hey, world, love you so much. If you give me another hit, I'm not. I won't 
go through it but all again. Honestly, the hope is that you did so much groundwork the first time that you wouldn't need to go back and do it again because you've already cultivated and grown those relationships. I would love that to be the case. Well, I love stuff like this. Anything like long form or like, huh. I mean, this is borderline podcast-esque. Yeah, yeah. This is like, there's room to get into it, but like... No, you, I don't want to talk about stupid shit anymore. With people in I'm Virginia, tired of it. With the local DJ in Virginia Beach, I'm t- I'm so sick of it. I Ooh. won't do it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I got so aggressive. There. I like it. I love you. I love you too. Please listen to Ray. You have questions. I see it in your eyes, Dan. Well, are we excited for Niall to join the Voice or the X Factor? <gasps> oh What's my he joining? Gosh! He's joining the, He's voice. the Voice. The Voice or the X Factor? Yeah, I. Oh, I so you take a lap. <laughs> I forgot which one. I hope that he crushes I'm watching because isn't Camila Cabello doing it right now she's mm-hmm. on now yeah and she's hilarious like funny witty adorable like Niall don't talk about golf yeah. like <laughs> he's gonna be funny adorable and hot and all those things too I'm just like don't talk about golf he'll be fine he's gonna do great <laughs> I'm gonna roast him I'd say it to his face so it's fine Ray is the album <laughs> <laughs> do we listen to it top to bottom? What? Do we listen to it top to bottom in order? Like, is that the right way to take this on, even though you've given us so many singles so far? I would love for you to listen to it top to bottom now. Yeah, because, yeah, the, the whole fan experience so far has been sporadic. And, like, there's a reason why I like it to fall, you know. There's a reason why I made it in the order it is. The love song falls right in the middle. Is there a reason for that? Mm, no that was like a that was an energy shift moment because that comes right out of love you need does it say can you see it the trackless yeah it goes emotional love you need it can't be you oh that's a good song (laughs) (laughs) what it can't be i'm all reminiscent yeah (laughs) um yeah emotional's way up here maybe the fastest song of the record too and it was like i need to we need to shift gears and get really really like we need to calm down um and then i'll be playing the the album top to bottom at the troubadour just like in order really sick yeah it's Uh, the only time we'll do it like that too i won't do it on tour that way what's your encore gonna be (laughs) (laughs) you could throw the pillow No encores! What is it in Incredibles? No capes! <laughs> I'm like, no encores! Sorry. What is it What is it? can't be him about? It can't be you. You can't be you. Jesus Christ. It can't be him. <laughs> it can't be me. It can't be Dan. <laughs> it can't be you. You're singing about, obviously, somebody. I was, yeah. It was like, you know, singing about sort of a, a long-ago love that was like... I don't want to love again. Uh, mm, I don't know what else to do. I don't want to love again. I don't want to love again. Now, now I know what there's to lose. Said forever on a whim. Should have known it wasn't true. I don't want to love again if it can't be you. It's like a just a really like again similar to hope you're not happy. I don't feel that away all the time. But if I step, if I give myself enough of a moment, it's like. Oh God, what a shame to ever fall in love with anybody but you. And hey, I wrote that before. I'm in love with someone that I can't even understand. I'm so in love. It makes you cross-eyed. I just literally cross-eyed for so long. (laughs) I committed to the bit. (laughs) 
we're gonna post a video of this entire conversation <laughs> obviously up to youtube they all go up there zach sang show search it please but also listen to ray listen to ray listen to ray please listen to it like even if you don't like it listen to it <laughs> <laughs> today as you sit here how do you define success ashlyn oh my god Today, as I sit here, this current version of myself. Yes. Mm, it's just got to be doing something that you love mm, and doing it on your terms. I think you're successful if you are living a life that you know you are living and dying by your own sword. No one else mm. gets the credit. No one else gets the blame. Like, that's it. I think for me, I think also being a solo artist, I recognize that ability to live and die by my own sword. And I love that. I'm grateful for that. It's also scary. It's part of the reason why I get nervous before a release or an album. But um, I feel like I feel incredibly, <clears throat> sorry, successful based on this record that I made and that it's completely on my own terms. How do you know it was done? Oh, that's a good question. What was the last song we wrote on the album? I think it might have been Love You Need. Ooh. That literally perfectly escorts you into a new phase of life. Yeah. Just like the last album ended with that, the record about your brother. Wow. You just like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. The last record written, Love You Need, is the one that propelled me into a new era. What? That's absurd. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for giving us your time and energy today and conversing <laughs> with us. And Yeah, I, I don't know that you. I know what when it was done. Sometimes you're just like, those are all the great... I think usually it's right around the time that I'm like, I don't want to write any more songs. Because like, I love to write. It's one of the things that makes me feel most myself and connected to the world and my stories and when I start to get that feeling of like do not put me in another room with other writers I don't want to touch a song that's usually when I know I'm done because I'm like there's no more like there's not that excitement or urge to to do it so Ray is the album hmm. listen to it please link yeah. in the description below Ash Ashlyn Hi, Ray. You're Ray? all. You just start calling me by my middle name. Ray Wilson? Yeah, but see. For now? Separate them because when you say it together, I sound like a country music artist. <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being a country music Ashland artist. Ashlyn Ray Wilson. There's a country Actually, South rock in the. In the Ashlyn Ray Wilson? What'd you say? There's like a little country ish. Another there's man's like jeans. It kind of touches it. A Southern bit. rock. Yeah, Southern mm -hmm. rock's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. Southern rock. Yeah. No slide guitar way. on this album? I think there might be. Oh, sick. there's some harmonica, <laughs> oh. like a lot of acoustic guitar, a yeah. lot of grooves that are kind of like. There's a song called "Loose Ends" on the album. Um, you know how we talked about B sides. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a whistle that's got kind of like a the beginning of pulp, not pulp fiction. Uh, the beginning of Kill Bill. Mm. Um, there's like a scary whistle, and it's got that vibe at the beginning, which is very like deserty and southern, but. Anyway, why only, are we talking about that? We only listen to half the album, but we will listen to the full thing on Friday with everybody else. With Tomorrow the, at midnight. With the public. Tomorrow at midnight. 
That is technically it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're correcting uh, you. You're actually right. 9 a.m. on the West Coast, which is Thursday. No, p.m. Anyway, Ash. <laughs> 9 p.m. Raise the album. <laughs> listen to it. Ash, love you. I love you. Really I love, love you. I love you. Thank you really for having me. It means oh, a lot. Sister, forever and always. You, y- Your music is incredibly honest and open, but also you bring back sounds that are of the past that need to be relevant today. Truly, you, you craft music in a beautiful, beautiful way. So thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Ash, Thanks everybody. So oh, we're clapping? Yeah, we're clapping. Clap. Here's Love is Letting Go oh, yeah. featuring Diane Keaton. The only person to get Diane Keaton on a song. That's you. That's you. insane. That is really Wait, I thought so you were going to play On My Way. Well, you can play Love is Go- Play whatever you want. I'll play all of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got hours here, sis. We ain't going play anywhere. Play whatever you want. Uh, you want to play On My Way instead? I want to play whatever you want. Play the new single, yeah. Yeah, that just makes more. Oh, you know, I just I typed yeah. it into my iPad and guess what it auto-corrected as? On my way. With an exclamation point. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually been a really annoying thing mm-hmm. that I've found <laughs> that I probably should have just named it On My Way. But I liked the booty call. OMW. Askness of yeah, yes. the shortness of it, but you know, I really got booty call energy from the from the from the artwork, but I was very much off. Do you get booty call energy from the whole album? Is uh, that honestly the album covers incredibly sexy? Like it's you in that chair, very flash dance esque. Mm-hmm. Like I'm waiting for water to pour on top of you. <gasps> that would have been so good. Yeah, you gotta have me. I as feel like your creative. Director. Maybe you're my anr. <laughs> <laughs> Ash gets her headlines. Ash gets her first A&R. It's Zach saying. <laughs> Here's OMW, also known as On My Way. Mm-hmm. Ash, everybody. Hey, thank you so much, beautiful human, for listening to our conversation with Ash. Listen to her album, Ray, whenever you can. It's available on Amazon Music. Now be safe. Hug your family. Let them know that you love them. Don't go to jail. Subscribe to our podcast and have a great day. And keep listening to music because it helps make the world go around, okay? I'll talk to you real soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Villa Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez Crook. Our post production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>